contemporary artist. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the wonderful Crystal Hart in here. What's up? I'm doing well, and you? Good, good. Good. I'm glad you can make it. Um, we don't have any free pizza for you. I know you asked me. She texted me like the other day, and I was like, "Your free pizza?" I was like, mm, "Probably not." <laughs> I probably didn't, but it didn't hurt to ask. <laughs> yes, I don't blame you for asking. But um, yes, you're a contemporary artist, and you're also an artist in the CVA. Um, you're a Wonder exhibition going on right now, mm -hmm. uh, which your work is absolutely phenomenal. Thanks. Yes, uh, I thought to Devin, and she was like, "She's definitely one you need to get on there." Um, so yes, you're here. So yeah, tell us about yourself and uh, kind of where you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, let's do the short of it because I have done a lot of stuff in my few years. But, <laughs> but I'm a contemporary artist here. My studio is actually in the Sternberger Art Center, which is probably two minutes from here, but it's a historic building. Mm -hmm. um, and they house artists and writers. Oh wow! Yeah, I know that. it's pretty. It's pretty cool. So check it out if you get a chance. Yes, I would love that. Actually, it sounds <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's good. And so. what else about me? Well, I, I paint. Mm -hmm. I my family owns a business um, that I help with. Yeah. And building my building my work, building my career. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back in time and tell us kind of how they got started for you. How um, art art got yeah. started. Mm -hmm. So. I, I can show this to you, but nobody can see it there. But but I did. I actually have been a part of the atelier since I was a kid, um, the African-American atelier. And so one year, one of my paintings was chosen as their postcard, a part of their children when exhibition. Yeah, yeah, I can bring it. Yes, I, I will actually, I, I can post that um, on our on the, on the site. So it's pretty cool that I have such history. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How old were you when you did this? Probably like early teens. So, so maybe like 11 or 12 or... That's not really teens, but... Yeah, but still, <laughs> but it's I close enough. Do the number, I don't know. Yeah, I will post this so people can see that on the website. Yeah, so yes. it's pretty cool. Um, and I went into computer graphics and graphic design in high school and decided to go to computer graphics in college. Right. And so that's where the digital media came in, animation, film sound, all of, um, all of it. And then after graduating, I got into mission work and traveled for two and a half years. Gotcha. So That is insane. So tell us, let's go back a little bit yeah. to when you were a kid, when you mm -hmm. did a painting. Mm -hmm. um, what got you kind of into that? Do you remember maybe if you just saw, you know, pins and pencils laying around, you started kind of doodling, like kind of where did that, where did that peak when you, were, when you were younger? Actually, I, it started, and I forgot I wanted to tell this story. I used to get spankings all the time. Same. For drawing on the sheetrock walls of my bedroom. Really? So, yeah, I would be drawing and then be in my own world, and my dad would come up and pop me for drawing on the walls That's again. Walls. <laughs> now I should have been like, why don't you just give me paper? <laughs> exactly, if you saw me doing it. Yeah, but I was like probably four or five, and I should have... I wish I now would have documented that, but I yeah. used to draw all the time on everything when I was bored wow. um, and didn't know. Now I, I used I wanted to either do cartooning or I wanted to work for National Geographic, anything creative. Yes, I wanted to do absolutely, so. and I guess you realize that at a young age. So yeah. you finally got a pen to paper, I'm sure, yeah. eventually when yeah, you're probably eventually. in school. Started doing cartoons. Um, 
Disney cartoons. Of course, yes. And in high school, I got into a lot of trouble with my art teacher because I didn't want to follow directions. (laughs) And in my mind, you're an artist, so you're creating, but in her mind, she wanted you to follow the directions, so we didn't. Didn't hit it off. Too well. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. I'm glad I don't remember her name, so it's okay. <laughs> That's amazing. So, but is that where you kind of took it? Like, I can make this a career path. Was in high school, or is it kind of after? That's a good question. It was a more promising career path on the compute on the graphic design side of things because of Weaver and okay. my professor at Weaver, um, Dow Hamblin. Mm-hmm. He's still kicking. And he, he just really encouraged me in it. Okay. Um, and I, ju- I found myself always helping students because it came easy to me. I would help students in class, and then after class, I would do my own work. Yeah. And, and so that progressed even in college. I would do my work after I help everybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. And, it's part and, of everything you did back then. Yeah, yeah. So I would say I took it seriously. Probably the computer graphics route through college but the fine art route it wasn't until after college that after I said, college okay no I don't want to do computer graphics route I want to do the fine art route gotcha mm-hmm. okay and for those who don't know people who live in the Greensboro Weaver is a is an art school yeah mm-hmm. um is it madness school well it's changed since I was there okay before I, I went to Smith and then you would drive to there for special classes but gotcha. now it's it's own independent school gotcha cool mm-hmm. and it's great I have everyone I know who came out of there is doing awesome things yeah yeah um and that's awesome so where'd you go so with you, your parents seeing you going to this artistic route how were they feeling around that time when you're choosing to kind of go that path were they kind of supportive of it or were they kind of like oh no uh let me see let me think about this <laughs> I would say family. I don't, I don't remember exactly what my parents' thoughts were. Yeah. I mean, my dad was a business owner. Gotcha. My mom worked for an insurance company and is now a business owner. Like, okay. prolific business. I was straight-A student, which I remember from one of your blogs. I mean, one of your... Oh, <laughs> yes. Interviews. Yes, I did interviews. say that. Yeah. But <laughs> I was that student. Um, I wish I was. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous of that, honestly. But, uh, so they wanted me, you know, lawyer, doctor, like... Right. They they wanted me to go big. Yeah. In, in that in that In that sense of the word. Um, you know, I have family members who are who are judges, who are who graduated from Harvard, who are like big in their field of banking or finance or yeah. or you, doctors. I have quite a few doctor cousins. Oh wow! So so like it was kind of you you need to go this route with mm-hmm. your straight A self. But I had a I always had a propensity for creativity. That's good. So you didn't really feel. I mean, I'm sure there was pressure, but yeah. you were like, I'm going to go, though. I'm going to go, do my thing. Well, there, there was pressure, I, I think, more misunderstanding. Okay. Like, yeah. why are you wasting your time drawing kind of thing. Right. Um, but the more I pursued it, the more people, family members just became accepting of this was the way. That's good. I was going to go. Absolutely. I'm so. sure they were, I mean, I'm sure at the same time, they were probably still impressed by what you were doing. Yeah. 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 Impressed. I mean, my parent, my mom's particularly was the first buyer of my work outside ah, of a collector. Yes. Um, so especially when I started painting um, and that was very supportive even. Absolutely. You know, to have to have family members do that. Right. So what type of work were you creating? I don't want to talk about, you know, before college. What type yeah. of work were you creating kind of 
before you went to school, like that your mom bought or, you know, whatever? More realistic. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I started in probably cartoons like when I was high school. Yeah. But, but then navigated towards tr- traditional drawing and painting. Um, and landscapes. I'm I'm a big landscape person. So, and putting that with portraiture. So really trying to capture the image as is. Right. Um, and and then you know once you get into the digital realm, mm-hmm. manipulating images. Yep. Um, the fun part. You know, I don't know if you remember Victoria's Secret's million dollar bra. I, I don't. Okay. There was this, this was years ago, but I had fun like photoshopping family members' faces on like uh, <laughs> on the models. Yeah, on the models, and um, getting my dad to do double takes like <laughs> when, yes. when he comes home to see like, my mom's face on Victoria's <laughs> Secret model. But, but it was fun. I mean, you gotta you gotta have fun with this. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I wish I might start doing that now. It was so fun. It was so fun. And then in college, like getting into film, I used to steal um, Mortal Kombat images from YouTube and edit them into fight scenes. Like me, I I love martial arts and love um, those fight scenes. So I would do yes. video games and like put this fast paced music behind it and <laughs> people's faces. Yeah, create create like that's stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> so in that gap between high school and uh, College, mm-hmm. where where'd you go? To college. I went to New York Institute of Technology. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And what kind of why why that college? And what were you thinking about pursuing as you went there? Um, my degree from the beginning was computer graphics. Okay. I thought I would get more in the film and animation, mm-hmm. and um, that I applied to NC State and a, a few other schools locally, but. And why IT accepted me getting directly into my, my field, where NC State, I would have had to take more design courses to, to then. They had me in, like, textile engineering or textile design. Yeah. And I wanted to go right into computer graphics. Right. So. That's wild. So, wow, far from home. So, how did you, was that kind of, uh, were you kind of nervous being super far away from home, or were you kind of used to? Or did you not really care? I, I love it. Uh, like, I, I think I was born to travel. Yeah. So, I mean, I had been in Singapore before that with orchestra back in high school. Right. So, so, like, just the freedom to go so far away and travel, which isn't really that far. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, once you go up there and you see the campus, it's on Long Island. So, it's not like I was thrown right into Manhattan. It felt really much like Greensboro. That's good. <laughs> Um, and I was eased into Manhattan through going, going by the, the train. Um, the, I just loved it. I love being away. It gives you this level of maturity and independence that you don't always have yeah. when you're at home. So I, I'm a promoter of getting, letting mature young adults go away. Yes. I'm about to say, because if you're mature in New York, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, like, a lot of my friends, they try to get me to do a lot of stuff, but... Yes. I'm, I'm kind of driven and focused. <laughs> That's good. That's especially in New York. My goodness. And I'm thinking about, wow, school in New York, especially compared to down here, like even though Long Island's kind of like, you know, kind of slower than it like, is, man, it's still yeah. like, it's a lot out there. Uh, yeah. Um, so when you first got there, what was going through your head? Were you just like, oh Lord, this is, might be too much or were you pretty comfortable with it or? 
Um, you're going back in memory now. <laughs> yes. Got to dig in. It was fun because I actually, when I started as an underclassman, as a freshman, I actually was in um, upperclassman dorms. Oh, wow. So, okay. which was not, that wasn't normal for everybody, but I, th- I think that was just God's grace. Like, <laughs> because they were already more mature. I wasn't really ready for the party. I, I really was serious about my work. Right. You're um, doubting. So, so that was, that was kind of, it kind of. Ease me into, okay, you're here, you're a student, you're going to yeah. do well. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, and I, I don't think I've talked to anyone who went to school in New York, so mm-hmm. kind of give us a, a guide through how the classes were, maybe some of your favorite um, highlights of those years, and kind of just an overview of how it was. Highlights. Um, well, my first drawing teacher, which I can't remember his name right now, but... Um, he actually, and this isn't, hopefully my school won't see this, but they probably won't care. But, <laughs> but he actually did not like the school. Oh, wow. Um, he was a, a temp, t- uh, what are they called? Temporary professor. That he, he, did, he wasn't full-time staff. Gotcha. So he was so angry at the poor facilities of the school and how art was not as serious as he thought it should be. Okay. And so he, he said, you need, to, you need to transfer to Pratt or School of Visual Arts because of the quality of work that I was putting out. He thought I needed to go somewhere else. <laughs> wow, that's kind of like a... It was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, re- it was really um, encouraging. But I'm like, dude, my parents are paying for Like, helping me pay for this. <laughs> I'm an RA. Like, I'm, a, I'm doing all this extra stuff to make money to pay for school. Like, yeah. And in that sense, that held, held me back from actually pursuing that. Which, now if I would have did it over, I probably would have. Um, because I see the benefit and m- the network okay. of going to different schools. Okay. So yeah. you, the Pratt's and the other school, you probably mm-hmm. would have been like, you know what? Maybe I should transfer. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it's one of those things where you pay to play. Like, <laughs> Very true. <laughs> who you connect with, what you learn, um, it makes a big difference in the long run. Absolutely. But, and some of my pa- favorite professors was Terry Nauheim and Yuko Oda. Um, who I'm still in relationship with Yuko today. And she really, she really, probably above all of my professors, pushed me and encouraged me because she saw something different in me. I like that. So, and I mean, you need, you need that. <laughs> yes, especially in that field. Yeah, because you can talk yourself out of going for it a lot of times. I think artists can. We're kind of discouraging sometimes. Right. Or critical of ourselves. And we can talk ourselves out of taking those big, big chances. Absolutely. So you mm-hmm. felt, I mean, despite the first professor, did you feel pretty challenged as you kind of went through the years there? Um, yeah, I, I, because the program was so loose that I could challenge myself. Perfect. So, okay. so in some programs where it's really rigid, where you just do this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we, we, I would often work with teams, one of my best friends at the time was Dave Bochi, and his father was the chairperson of the department. So... We had access to all the equipment all the time. So let's think of the most ambitious project that we could do over these few months and do it. And yeah. so, yes. so not everyone had to do that, but I just always like the challenge of the most ambitious project, <laughs> even if it didn't get finished, which we won't go into. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you name it, uh, stop motion animation projects, yes. uh, 3D animation projects, things that were highly detailed, highly challenging we, we wanted to do it. That's awesome. And 
on the school here at NCG, you have to, they do the fundamentals in a, diff- in a lot of different kind of mediums. Mm-hmm. It was similar to that too, like you had your drawing classes, your painting classes, and then maybe sculpting or anything like that. Was it be, did you kind of choose your own path? Yeah, they do, uh, uh, like 2D design, you have to take fundamentals as far as two-dimensional design, three-dimensional design, but you can pick and choose as far as photography or painting. Gotcha. At that point, I didn't take painting. I mean, if you're taking traditional photography, that's one big expense, or you're taking traditional painting, that's, I mean, paints. You know, as a college student, you're like, how can I get my classes but save money at the same time? Exactly, because <laughs> so, you're paying per class. So Yeah, painting, I mean... It's not cheap. Just supplies alone. No art is. Oh my gosh, it's all expensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So I mean, obviously you were exposed to a lot of different things there. So you say you eventually you switch from graphic to visual. No, no. Um, my whole degree in um, undergrad was computer graphics. It was all computer graphics, mm-hmm. but obviously you were just doing a lot of different things as well. Yeah. Um. So were you still doing like your own work, kind of outside of the you know classes as well? as far as where you were painting and all that kind of stuff? No, no, no. Pa- painting started later. Okay, that started later. Yeah. Um, after college. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, um, I mean, we had basic painting classes, but my focus on two-dimensional form was later. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, great. So, and obviously you, you uh, graduated, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Did you do any internships or any residencies or anything? Um, I was in, really into film. We did a few... Uh, uh, short films in college and I ended up with a film internship with oh my goodness oh it's not coming to me right now but in Manhattan it was in Times Square oh. so, so oh. I was an intern on, on a, at a production company and it'll come to me if I talk about it long enough but, yeah. <laughs> but, but just running you know running materials or counting reels like yeah, time, time stamping reels so the Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's crazy how much goes behind the scenes and like that industry. Mm-hmm. And you seem to enjoy it though. Did you, how was, did you know the internship? Um, I, I did enjoy the internship. Um... I, I, I wish, and I, I would go deeper now, like, mm-hmm. because it was such, okay, let's check off this internship box, um, and later getting into film, and, and now toggling between two-dimensional and then motion picture, definitely would have wanted more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, do you kind of find yourself kind of digging deeper on your own sometimes, right, like, on your own time? With film? Or? Yeah, film. Um, I, um, I'm actually developing right now an audio installation. Ooh. So we'll see. I have, I'll be dusting off some of my... <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and now film is so easy. Like, you can buy... Like, we bought a mirrorless camera recently. Oh, and nice. just to get back into some more um, street film. Yeah. Uh, so That's we'll awesome. Yeah, keep me updated on that. That sounds I, very I neat. I will. I will. I love that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So... To graduation, so you graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did it look when? And you said you did some traveling as well. Was that after as well? That was as soon as I graduated. After. Okay, so you started traveling after. So mm-hmm. give us. So tell us about that. Travel. Okay, so after graduating, I went to work with the Jesus Film Project. It's in Orlando, Florida. Okay, and we would travel to different countries, dubbing this film into different languages. Oh wow! So, but when I was 
stateside, I would work with new media projects using my 3D animation, computer graphics background to, mm -hmm. to um, make the story of Jesus more young adult friendly. Like, okay, I <laughs> like see what you're saying. With animation, I got to be alongside of some of Disney's, like, I won't say old guys, they might not like that. But, <laughs> oh, jeez. But animators, like, I got yes. to be alongside of some of them and see how they do things and go to their company. And yeah, that was really cool. Wow, that seems do, intense. To do that. And my boss would give me, like, unlimited access to Adobe Suites and, like, any classes I wanted to take. Like, just learning whatever I wanted to learn. It's endless. Yeah, as far as 3D animation and computer graphics, it was concerned. Oh, my goodness. So, it was so fun. So, this traveling was fun, but it was kind of grunt work because you just push a button to record and edit. Um, right. But I got the balance of using my creativity, too. I love that. I'm mm -hmm. sure it was very beneficial. And the experience is probably great to yeah. your future endeavors. Yeah. Just just the even working on film sets, like which was a different project, but but having that, oh, I can do all these things. Let's put them all to work. Gotcha. <laughs> the gotcha. different points. Yeah. That's awesome. And where places? What places did you travel to? As outside of the. Uh, I've been to Russia, um, Nigeria, uh, Iceland, Poland. Um, where else have I been? I can't. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, with that one, that one, mm -hmm. uh, one gig. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. So when did when did that end? Did you kind of leave there, um, or how did you? Two thousand nine. Gotcha. In the end of two thousand nine. Gotcha. And gotcha. it ended with the red out slide into residency. Like it ended with a, um, my first residency in Orlando, Florida. Perfect. So you're already down there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that transition into the residency. Um. So that's when I was like. Okay, God, am I really supposed to be this artist thing? Because it kept coming. You know, I don't know if you've ever done that. Like, you're creative and you have an idea and you're not sure. I'm sure the pizza, the free pizza started like, like, man, I got this idea. I'm not sure if this is something I should go go after. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, and so that's, that, it was literally like a prayer like that. Like, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to throw something towards me. And literally the next week. There was a call of artists for a residency in Orlando, Florida. All expenses paid, all materials paid, hotel paid, everything. What? And for for a week, and um, and so we painted in a live studio. Okay. Like eight artists painted in a live studio. <laughs> okay. For for a week, and after that that week, we'd have a show wow. exhibition. After that week. That's wild. And residencies is pretty free range, right? You can kind of, is there a theme or was there? Uh, this was the theme. Like, everyone's different. So, this was called The Art of Enduring, and the subject matter was focusing on enduring something. Wow. And, and so, my take on it, I had three paintings by the end, by the end of the week. Um, um, fairly medium size, 30 by 40 inches each. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, a film, because film was like second nature to me. Yeah. So I did these films of shots from downtown Orlando and then recording some of the homeless people I would have conversations with. Because gotcha. I'm highly interested in people and their, like, their stories. Yes. And Everyone has them. Yeah. 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 So I did this, um, the, those pieces for the show. And one of the pieces was accepted to the show and sold that first night to some avid collectors in Windermere, Florida, which is kind of a high-end area of Florida. Wow. And then they invited me to their home 
to see their hundred and something collection of art. And you name like the old, like the saints of art history, they're in that collection. Are you serious? And so then my little painting is now added. <laughs> <laughs> was that like, were you just like, mind blown, like, what? I was you like, know? okay, this is for real. I'm going to do this. If there's no moment that, if there's any sort of doubt, that should have cured it right there. It was, was like, like, you know what? That was the answer. <laughs> that I, that's, of all the doubt I had, like, I'm good. Yeah. That is amazing. So, and so I'm sure the exhibition was also very well. Very cool. People it, came it out was, and stuff. It was really cool. Uh, I was able to show the film, um, and it, it was just, it was a great, great time. How was your film uh, received pretty well? It was received pretty well. I, I even got compliments from this woman next door who, I don't know if she ran the gallery or ran the coffee shop part, but, but really got to pay homage to the people I met. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Um, so after the week was over, um, did you stay in Florida? Or did I, you... I moved back here. Back to Greensboro. Mm -hmm. So what was your plan then when you came back? Oh, my, my six-month plan was to apply for my master's overseas and move. Wow. <laughs> that was it. Okay. I wanted to apply for my MFA. I was looking in New Zealand at the time. Yes. And um, probably will not do that now. But, but then at the time, I was, that was my goal. Gotcha. So you got back here. That was the goal. Mm -hmm. um, what route did you end up taking in not doing that? Well, I ended up um, working for a plug. Um, <laughs> plug. Um, we ended plug. up working for uh, <laughs> uh, Ward Black Law. Okay. Um, and one, she's she was one of my avid supporters while doing mission work, and then she ended up being my employer. Um, and then I got hit by a semi truck. Yes. Okay. Six months later. <laughs> That's what I read. When I read that, I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. And it's what a, 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 a kind of critical part of your, your journey there. Because you said that impacted a lot of your work after. Now, mm hmm So, yes, tell us about that. Um, so, I mean, the short of it, I was on 40 East coming from church. Um, and a semi-truck jackknife ran over my car. And I was pinned in for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know. Um, the left front tire landed on my left shoulder. And um, actually, a guy from UNCG, I now remember this, was the one that called the ambulance. And I only knew because he called me later to check up on me or something. Or I heard Good. about it. Something like that. But he's the one that called the ambulance. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know his name, but if you're listening, thank Yo, you. Shout out to, to Mystery Man. <laughs> and shout out to Spartans, too. And that's what Spartans yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I was in the hospital for a week. My insurance had just canceled because I moved from Florida to North Carolina. Oh, no. So imagine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I went from straight A student traveling all over the world to sleeping in a recliner, wearing a body brace. Uh, my mom cleaning me, feeding me. Everything. Everything. And I had a brain injury, which I didn't know about oh, wow. at the time. That is, wow, that is intense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm happy that, you know, that you, you got to where you are from that. Mm -hmm. um, but you said that kind of changed your way as far as artistically. It, did. it changed my way of working, thinking processing okay. seats. Then, I mean, it didn't change the way I see the world, but it helped 
propel the the thought processes I was having about the world and made me more curious about um, suffering and how the human spirit has this zeal to overcome things that they endure. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you in that you were representing that with the new art that you were making. Mm-hmm. Were you using using the elements of the earth? Elements of the earth. Um, and, and you know, this, there's this idea of man-made things penetrating organic things. Okay. Because I had stainless steel in me. You know, mm-hmm. I have scars from the metal cuts or plastic. And, and so there's this idea of organic and inorganic coming together yes uh coming together or being broken apart right mm-hmm. but it's crazy because like you're kind of creating like parts of you i mean you were like you know what you were making it's yeah like it was within you mm-hmm. so that's that's wild yeah and and so the work is a lot about it's this constant dialogue that i'm i'm having with myself but also with the people that i'm in relationship with okay um and so now documenting different forms of adversities from medical adversities or loss or divorce or any point of suffering you know, war war vets i have ongoing conversations with some of, some of them or some, some of my friends are refugees and so there's this idea of the human condition and our different points of suffering and i'm wondering okay where's the there is adversity but there's beauty in the midst of this adversity and then whether we're from the same neighborhood or from neighborhoods on the opposite sides of the planet, can we um, understand each other's sufferings? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So give us a creative process of how you take those uh, experiences and situations and put them onto a physical, I guess, platform. Like how, what's, what's, what's the process of you doing that? Um, I, I often start with, um, obviously we, everyone starts with a blank canvas. Yeah. Um, I like the texture of paper because it, to me, it reminds me of skin. Okay. Um, um, and I start with the sky often. One of my, my artist coach, my favorite person in the world, critical person in the world. <laughs> she, she's always like, what is this blue? I don't understand this blue. And, and, and it's this idea of the sky. Okay. Because everything happens under the sun. Okay. Like, wh- whether it's, whether we're in the building or not in the building. And I'll have random thoughts like, oh, the stars are still shining when I'm being pinned under this semi-truck. Like, yes, yes. Like, there's beauty still happening um, in the midst of, you name what war is happening right now. And some parts of the world, the sun will still shine. Or there'll still be beautiful sunsets. Mm-hmm. Like, there's life is still happening or beauty is still being displayed in the midst of these atrocities. Right. And so I often start with this kind of clear expanse space to, to think about that idea. Okay. And as I start to put shapes, I often start with um, abstracting the shapes from the mangled metal or from when I went to visit my friend in the hospital a few weeks ago. You know, abstracting these, these symbols or these, these things and um, painting them onto space. Right. And so I need to tell you more about the materials that I use. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Do it. So I started, thanks to Yuko, um, and her connecting me with artist Judy, Judith Kruger, um, 
learning about the traditional um, Japanese way of painting, and they use crushed minerals and and pigments, um, a lot of the time forged from the earth. Mm-hmm. And I thought the process works so well with what I do um, because there's this idea of destruction to natural elements to create something new or to create something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and so let's take um, lapis lazuli, for example, which, you know, traditionally is this rock kind of thing that, that you mine and they would use this pure blue color historically to paint with. It's mm-hmm. a, a very prominent pigment in art history. Um, but you take these stones or these precious metals and you grind them down into different grades of fine powder. Wow. Um, and you use an animal hide glue to paint with. So, or oyster shell, which is called gofun. Um, in Japanese, they take these oyster shells and they grind them down and they have this process of decay and destruction to create this fine powder that we then use and apply it with the animal hide glue to then paint with. And so, so there's this idea of natural materials being grinded down or broken down or you're applying heat to mm-hmm. some of these things um, or this destructive process to create something new. And so it's, it's almost like replaying, you know, either my accident or, yeah, or exactly. enc- encouraging people in their own adversities in the heat of the fire, like don't get out, something good is going to come out of this. <laughs> <laughs> like because because we do we go through these whatever it is I'm sure you guys have some crazy stories or some something traumatic or uncomfortable that happens in our lives and you have to go through it like right. but but there's something on the other side of it that we can't quite see and that's what I'm after when I as I work that is that's amazing so mm-hmm. this Japanese way of doing things how did you kind of you mentioned a friend that mm-hmm. was kind of um, with that, but you probably still had to do some studies or research outside of that. Mm-hmm. So were you reading books, watching videos? Like how was um, how did you develop that? It started with um, there's an artist named um, Makoto Fujimura, who's a really known Japanese American artist who paints this way, mm-hmm. um, who uses this traditional method um, in a contemporary way. He's uh, completely abstract, and Japanese um, work are are traditionally landscapes. They they I mean they traditionally draw and study um, wildlife um, very meticulously and then paint over it with these, these, this process. But um, I went to an IM conference in okay. 2012, heard about him, learned about him, loved his work, and then um, found out that my college professor was learning this way of painting. And she's Japanese. Yeah. And, so, and so she invited me to her studio in Brooklyn to work with her and work under her. And she's the one that's always like, I'm so glad you're helping me, but you need to go back home and work on your own work. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the type of encouragement that she, she gives me. And so she let me kind of learn the basics from her. And then I got an opportunity through the Arts Greensboro Regional Artist Grant mm-hmm. to get a grant to get coaching under um, Judy Kruger, who who has she's an American artist, but she's basically mastered um, using these materials yeah. and, and building upon these materials. And so I got to get direct coaching from her. Wow! On how to how to go further with that. And she, she coached me on my, the work side of things, the style, my voice, and on, on the 
the materials. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that was very, she was very critical of. Oh, she yeah. is. <laughs> yes. I'm, but it's needed. I mean, you need that. Like yeah. a plug for later for artists. If you want to be serious about your work, you cannot have everyone telling you it looks good. Yeah. Like, like, Absolutely. <laughs> I am behind that. That's very true. You have to have people who are going to tell you the truth or be, and not, not just in a demeaning way, but be honest. Like what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Absolutely. You know, and I used to be like, you know, my friends, I didn't go to art school, but my friends were always in critiques and stuff at UNCG. And I was like, they would tell me what would happen. I mean, that sounds so harsh and so mean, you know, that is like, this is a part of it, you know? Yeah. And you have to learn what, what critiques are for you and what aren't. Right. Like, because everyone's filtering their own perception. So you have to say, okay, yes, this I can use that. You you dealing with something else. Like, (laughs) I can't use that. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's wild. So after that, um, the grant, and by the way, how did the grant, the grant thing, how'd you get the grant for Um, people who may be wondering? Oh, so this is a plug for Arts Greens. Bro, they do grants every year. Okay for um, artists. It doesn't matter if you're an emerging artist or if you've been at it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And they really, it's called the Regional Artist Grant. And it's, it's focused on um, helping artists further their career or go to the next level in their career. I love that. And so, so just look for, go to Art Greensville's website or look for it usually around the fall is when the applications open. Hey guys, this is Tristan Miller from Find and Trust Events. I have two exciting events I want to share with you. Lord Retail and Find and Trust Events presents Comics Life, a unique and unconventional experience for all interested in learning, exploring, and connecting more within the comics and graphic novels industry. It will be taking place Sunday, March 31st, 11 to 5 p.m. at the Wham Rev Gallery within Revolution Mill. To learn more about Comics Life, visit findandtrustevents.com. The 8th Annual Hand-to-Hand Spring Market is coming up. March 17th, Sunday, at the Wham Rev Gallery within Revolution Mill. Join us for a day of making, shopping, and skill sharing with over 30 vendors from all over North Carolina. This is a free event, and we hope to see you there. Gotcha, and it's pretty open to all the mediums and mm-hmm. just... Any, any medium, okay. music... Uh, visual arts, dance. That is great. Anything that I'm missing. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So outside of this way of painting, um, which is all on our website, guys, go look at it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, are you still painting? Which you're painting probably maybe when you were like in you know your high school and um, those years, like portraits, the landscapes, stuff like that. Are you still doing that kind of stuff too, as well? No, no. Now strictly. Um, this way of doing it. Yeah, and I would call it abstracted realism because I am always taking some... I'm more of a symbolist artist. I'm always taking things from from what I see. Very current events. We drove down to Mexico Beach. Is yeah. it Mexico Beach? What, uh, where the Hurricane Michael came in? Um, Panama City Beach, Mexico Beach, Florida. Florida. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure which beach it was, but yeah. We drove through there um, and... We didn't. We didn't get out. We didn't gawk. But but because my work is about looking for the beauty in the midst of adversity, I I just had to see it. Right. And um, even from Hurricane Michael here, 
like trees that fell down and thing I, I like I have trees in my studio that I'm gonna break down because they were part of the destruction oh. process I'm gonna break them down and yes. put them in my work yes and, and now it's about collecting imagery and I and and materials um, like some of the paintings have soil in it from near where my car accident was and really making it like in your face not in your face in a provocative way but making a tangible um, tangible material to place yes and and starting to do that more that's good mm-hmm. so do in your trip to down to the beach when you went down there were you just kind of like gazing upon the destruction and getting imagery in your head or were you taking photos or how was are we just digging up you know different materials what were you doing down there we uh, we actually were we were in Destin to visit friends and then we we're like oh we're so close let's go okay. let's go see gotcha um and I really taking in the senses of it. Um, I, I I was so cautious because I want to respect like their these people's privacy and their property. So I we didn't go off any roads. We just stayed on the main road. We did take some photos, um, and so using public photos from the internet and then photos that we took. I'm going to start to weave these stories. Yes. Um, and similar with like Syria. I didn't go to Syria, but I have friends from Syria. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like during like war conflicts, taking imagery and and taking voices, like a part of the audio installation I'm going to do. Hopefully, I haven't asked him yet, but I'm going to interview him. <laughs> yes. Um, and along with other stories, yes. like for example, one of my friends is a Vietnam survivor. Okay. Um, She's nationally, internationally known. I won't say her name, okay. um, but hoping to get an inter- like a personal interview with her and do an abstraction of their stories. So it won't be a dialogue. It'll be sounds, and you'll hear certain words from that point to some of their wow their life. That sounds dope. Yeah, Man, that's gonna, gonna be really be, nice. Yeah, I, because I feel like there's so much crazy things going on. And there's not many opportunities to, to look sublimely or look in a healing way right. towards what's happening. So that is very interesting. So I'm wondering, not as all abstract artists, this. Mm-hmm. How do you know when your work is? How do you know when it's done? <laughs> That's what I'm always it kind of you know. Bad my mom, like how? When do they think this is done? You know, it's crazy. So yeah, in your in your in your way. In my way. Um. The work has, to me, it gets to this place of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this laboring that you're doing, and it's, some of it's uh, left brain, some of it's right brain, but there's this intuition of like, oh, it can breathe. And some of that gotcha. requires yeah. me to leave it alone and hide it from myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for a while, and then come back to it and say, oh, are you, are, are you finished speaking? Like, okay. do you, ha- can you hold your own? Gotcha. And I, obviously there's technical things abstractly that the, the composition, the balance of color and, um, no ton, um, which is a, another artwork, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but then there's this push and pull of, wow, you rest and you're resting well. So I'll, I'll leave you alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I'm, I'm like seeing you kind of take a little step back from it and like 
feeling that peace. Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This is it. And this mm-hmm. And I'll get excited about it. Yeah. Like, I'll see some things. I'm like, no, no, that, no. Oh, wow. Oh, my, I can't believe I did that. Okay, you're done. Like, <laughs> yes, that's good. But, like, one thing is hanging in my studio right now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're annoying me. Because I, I, I feel that frustration that you're not done. And you're just not. Right, telling me where you want to be. Absolutely, so. it's probably the top frustration of any artist. You just well, like. and think of it too, like jazz musicians thinking of like improv. Okay, yes. And and there's this beautiful thing that happens when you're not planning for it to fully make sense. Right. But the audience and everyone gets it and they receive it. And so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very good comparison. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> So are these pieces, are you sending them to colleagues for their opinions as far as, you know, going back to the, the oh critique? Um, I do. I have a few friends and I'm kind of waiting to, to I get like, I'm working on a series right now. So once I get Ooh, a okay. better number of works, then I can shoot them off to my, my friends. Most of my, I have some colleagues here, but a lot of my, my friends in New York, that I developed over this last residency are just super encouraging, have really strong eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I like to hear what they like to say. Good. I think that's a good, good way to do it as well. I mean, sometimes I do that as well. But, um, you know, having other perspectives on it, you know, kind of like might change the way you look at it as well. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so your space now, your studio space, when mm-hmm. did that come into play? Uh, I think I've been there since 2016. Okay, so fairly recent. Yeah, yeah, fairly recent. And I moved into this particular space maybe last two years. Wait. So, okay, 15, 16, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but I, I started in the potting shed, which you guys should tour the studio space or look out for when we have events. You're more okay. than welcome to come. Yes. Um, but I moved into the, it used to be a porch and now it's a screen. Now it used to be a screen in porch in the original design, but now it's walled in. Wow. And that's my studio space. That sounds, that sounds dope. Yeah. And um, what is his name? Anyways, it's not coming to me. Yeah. But he's, he's a well-known artist, local Greensboro artist who it used to be his studio space. And he recently passed away like oh. a year ago. Damn. So I wanted, I wanted to call his name, but gotcha. I can't think of it. So, um, so I'm wondering what your what are your inspirations. Um, you mentioned a few as you've mm-hmm. gone through your journey, which all sound amazing. But do you have any other outside inspirations? It can be musically. Obviously, you do a lot of different things, film, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you have like a top three or five? Top three or five. So um, there's a musician called his name is Jason Upton, and he I like thinkers. Okay. I, I'm, I'm I guess I'm a philosopher at heart. So, yes, absolutely. So I, I, I love brilliant ideas um, and to see how they formulate into something tangible. Um, Yinka Shonabore, I might mess up his name. He's a um, Nigerian UK artist. Okay. And he's very, very well known. Um, and I just love how he, the, the context of his work and then how it, um, materializes into the work that he produces. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very attracted to artists who have disabilities because I still have the post-concussion syndrome. Mm-hmm. And seeing what they're able to accomplish, like, as well-known artists, like, you know, Chuck Close has... Um, uh, do you know Chuck Close? I don't think I do. Maybe not. <laughs> but but yeah. he, 
he he has um, some neurological disabilities too. Gotcha. And so it's so fascinating to see the again that kind of beauty in the midst of adversity it, it, that hasn't gotten in the way of their work, um, or the, and and it has actually made the work what it is in some gotcha. ways, some of the artists in some ways and. Um, and so Kiefer, I, I love him. Um, Yuko Oda, which she, my college professor, mm-hmm. um, and um, Julie Mertu is a Ethiopian American artist who's really well known. I'm just inspired by her work yes. and, and her marks and how big they are. And want my work to be a lot bigger. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like that. And um, I like James Terrell's work for how it for how the human experience is, like how we engage with the work. And then uh, there's a f- quite a few more, but let's see if I can name one, one, one more <laughs> <laughs> that um, really inspires me. Uh, what, let me see. What is there? Uh, Christos and Jean-Claude. I like how they bring people together around the work. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm gonna look all these up. I might get that list from you after we're, yeah, we're done. Yeah. That's um, good. Yeah. But it's a very it's a very broad range of different artists, which is I think it I, is. I think is so important for artists to have artists that you know are just so different from them that inspire mm-hmm. them because um, everyone sees the world differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. That is amazing. Oh, and most importantly, the people in my life. Oh yeah. And the relationships actually probably inspire my work more than the artists that I don't know. Absolutely. Um, because their stories, like I can tell you story after story and and it's so fascinating to see how how they live. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's, it's crazy how the simplest things like, you know, whatever it is the most or inspires the most, you know, with people around us. So, I'm yeah. right there with you. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love that. Um, so yeah, so segue into like things you want to do in the future. You mentioned you know making your pieces bigger, possibly or more oh, yeah. traveling. Or so, what do you plan on doing in the next, you know, whatever years? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm applying. I'm applying to MFAs right now. Yes, overseas. Awesome. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, um, I would like to be in the Venice Biennale one day. That would be like a goal, and I got that goal from my friend in New York, um, Nadine. Okay, okay. Like, she didn't tell me to have that goal, but when she was talking about it, I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> you can. So, so um, bigger work, um, installations, really move into installations, sound installations, and the biggest thing is finding a way to bridge my computer graphic background and my um, two-dimensional background because we're such in the world of technology. Yes. That, and I have my hands in both. So yes, <laughs> I yes, mi- you do. I might as well do, blend the two. Blend it together. You mm-hmm. might as well. I mean, I, was, I think it'll be amazing what you can do with you know, both of those things. And yeah. also, all your skills and all that just blend together is, would be awesome to see. Yeah, to so. create an experience where people can come together and find more things in common. Absolutely. And... Um, yeah, encourage one another through it. Yes. So, so as you, on your journey to be your MFA, where mm-hmm. would you study there? Where or what schools am I? No, like what? What would you? What oh. course of study would you go into? Oh, uh, a master's in fine arts with a studio practice. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm rooting for you. I think that'd be yeah. great. Definitely keep us updated on you know what you do. 
because I think that would be great. I can only see you doing great things. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy you're part of this, our journey as a podcast. So this is yeah, that's, that's really nice. Cool. Um, so give us some advice uh, to some of the up and coming artists that maybe listen to this this episode. Okay, and let me see. I wrote some stuff down because I didn't want to be distracted by my ideas, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one important thing is find your niche. Yes. Um, you don't have to look like the next person as an artist or a photographer or whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to look like, okay, I sell my work online and I have 2 million followers or I'm in big galleries. Like you have to find out, find your, find what your voice is and then stay true to that and then find your, where your tribe is. Yes. Um, as far as your supporters, patrons, or whatever. Exactly. We're not all created to do the same thing. So don't try to be like somebody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Just try to be like somebody else. Because that's, that's one of the hardest things in being a any kind of creative person is you're kind of put into a box. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of technology and access to technology today, you don't have to fit into that box. Right. Now... Being, that being said, you do have to pay to play if you want to go in certain arenas. <laughs> Very true. That is um, the truth. But you don't have to uh, pinhole yourself to that. And I and I see that. I feel like I've seen that with the broad scope of people that you guys interview. Yes. That so so discover what that is and stay true to it. Find a group of people that will support and encourage you. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think. The livelihood of an artist and the mental and physical stability of an artist needs that community, whether that's like local or abroad, but, but finding a group of people that can encourage you and, and not just pat you on the back, all oh, that looks great, everything looks great, but, but be honest with you. Right. And then find out what recharges you as an artist. Right. You may or may not always be inspired but if you continue to work, the inspiration will come. Yes. Um, and, and, but do take time, like, to find out what inspires you. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what, probably the most important. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to stay up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Seriously. Like, I mean, I love to travel. So anytime I'm seeing something new or different, even if I'm not painting, I'm getting ideas. Like, or right. I just feel more energized to get back into the studio. Right, right. So. I love it. I love it. And I want to ask you, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, you've been in the game for a long time. So I want to know um, your opinion on social media as far as being an artist. Um, okay. I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> mine and I'm going to say what my sister would say because my sister's an avid marketer and yes. has an amazing company because of social media. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but... Um, it's one of those things where you have to choose what's right for you. Like, for the longest time, my sister said, you need to get on Instagram, you need to get on Instagram. Now, I don't even follow, I, I don't update my Facebook a lot as my Instagram, mm-hmm. just because Instagram's easier for me to update and stay out of the, the refuse of drama on Facebook. Yes. Um, but um, I think that some sort of presence is going to be good for us now as emerging artists because because our audience can be anywhere mm-hmm. and, it, and it doesn't have to be in our local city 
um, we do, you know, you want to find supporters in your local city, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Um, so, so I think social media for that aspect of it is good. Yes. Um, but also, like, if you're a private person, don't feel forced to put everything mm-hmm. on social media. Like, like I found one artist said she posts one picture a day, and I try to on weekends. I'm slacking. Or today, <laughs> I don't think I post anything today. Right. But, but, but. Um, that's again finding out what your comfort level is. Right. Some people post everything, like what they ate, what they <laughs> like. What they, what, That's true. How they come out. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I mean, and if that works for you, if you're if, if that's who you are and you like to be in front of a lot of strangers that way, then do it. Like, yeah, good on you. But that's your thing. but I. It's exhausting for me. I'm not that kind of person. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. So so um, I try to get my five at least five pictures a week. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's plenty. That's great. Yeah, and and just being creative with that. And and two, as you continue to grow, you'll find out what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Like what platforms work, what doesn't. What, you know, do you want to do Etsy? Do you want to have an online store? Do you want to mm-hmm. do traditional galleries? Like, mm-hmm. and this isn't just for um, visual arts. I'm just saying that because this is the arena. Right, right. And, and, but but um, yeah, be creative with social media. If you if you don't want to do social media, don't. Like, network the old fashioned way. Go to go to openings. Go to shows. Meet artists. Yep. Look, you know, do do that. Which I kind of do both. Yeah. But like I have an opening plug this week in New York City at Atlantis Gallery, yes. and it's on Thursday at six o'clock. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun. That's yeah. where you headed out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be amazing. Wish I could go. I love New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so thank you for that. That's amazing. You know, social media is such a it's a complex thing. People get lost in it. I think. But I mean, yeah, you're right. It's different with everyone. You know, there's no right or wrong way to go on social media. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks awesome. for having me. Uh, speaking of social media, tell us where we can find you on the internet. So my website is crystalheart.com. That's K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-H-A-R-T.com. And my Instagram is artistcrystalheart. Yes, and we'll put that in the description. Guys, look at her website. So much awesome work. So amazing. You have all your the galleries you've been in on there as well. And this is you've done a lot. So I'm definitely honored that you're here. Um, yeah. Obviously, the reason why you're here, most importantly, we're in a CVA exhibition right now. Um, <laughs> to come the check it out. <laughs> yes. Come on at, to, at the CVA next to Cafe Europa. Come check us out. Um, but yes, thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks for having me. No problem. Free pizza. Follow us on everything. We're on Spotify now. Woo-hoo. <laughs>